All three of you are in a sewer system somewhere beneath the 10,000 cities. I'd really rather be in the skies. You didn't come here together, but you've discovered that if you are ever going to get out on your feet instead of, you know, as some sort of slowly dissolving goo, you're going to have to work together to get out of here. Josh? How tall is I'm this really with we will have to decide at least. I may just be at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. No, you're not in the goo. Oh, okay. Just don't want to turn into the goo. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, Josh, your character is who? Uh, Achilles Sharpcheek. He is a rogue. He's a rock gnome rogue, actually. So he's got kind of uh, gray-blue skin and, uh, uh, sorry, gray-blue eyes and very tan skin. Okay. Well, uh, Shark Cheek had recently assassinated a high-ranking member of a guild. As I always do. Yeah. This guy was skimming money. And it wasn't the fact that he was skimming money that set him up to be taken out. It was that he was skimming gold off the top of the gold that he was already skimming. And this gold that he was skimming was supposed to go to his boss. He was a double skimmer. He's a double skimmer. And you don't want a double skim. It's all well and good to skim once from a mark, but double skimming or taken from the family... Well, you tried not to make it your business to know who was who in this particular situation because it wasn't part of your family that was doing this. But the boss who hired you picked you. It turns out not because he knew you could keep a secret, but because he thought you were disposable. So uh, he had a few nasty dragonborn after you after you made your hit to make sure that the secret got kept. But lucky for you, the sewers you ducked into were either too cramped or too unpleasant for them to follow you. So, crime pays, but so far as they were concerned, it only bought so much willingness to follow into the sewers. You knew that these sewers connected to another district, and you figured it would be a good way to navigate them. But when you went to go to the exit, something blocked you. It was something dark and nasty, and something you're glad you really didn't get that great of a look at. But it's down here still somewhere, and it's hunting. Amy, your furball... is here because of that creature. Not specifically just the sewers, but even the 10,000 cities at all. Furbolg's not generally the type to seek out civilization, right? Did I have a panic attack and jump into the sewers? No. um, You were drawn here. There were stories of a menace that lived beneath the outlying districts of this city, some sort of monster that was taking people, and no one seemed to care too much about the people it was taking. It stayed below the poorer districts and only took undesirables back to its den. You heard about it from a sailor who lost a sister, and you've heard rumors rumors of monsters for ages. It's kind of part of your business as a monster hunter, I guess. Yes, but if they're taking the least desirable people in the city, why do I care? Because you care about killing monsters. It doesn't matter who they're killing. Are you sure? Well, well, I'm really all about the greater good. Look, the script says it, so you are. The elements. I think you forgot what my furball is about. Greater good, the opposite from your bard. Okay. It's not about greater good, it's about killing. You didn't care much about the sailor's <laughs> sister who was killed. However, you know when somebody's seen something and when somebody's just telling a tale, and this sailor has seen something, and you know if it goes unchecked and spreads into further parts of the city, it's going to be a real problem. Isaiah, the sorcerer of the elements, is here beneath the city because he wanted to go under the world-renowned forge that is in the 10,000 cities. Um, 
Gormnar's Forge is a place where they make some of the best weapons in all of Volyanaya. But you didn't really care too much about those weapons. Yeah, yeah. My weapons come from in my heart. Right. Which I was struck with a lightning bolt. And you tried to come to this forge not to forge any kind of physical weapon, but to try and strengthen the power in your heart. So you knew that below this forge is one of the places where the material plane touches the inner elemental planes, specifically the elemental plane of fire. Um, There are very few places. What's that? I would much rather it be you. Yeah, but you've already been there. These places where you can access elements in raw forms are very few and far between, and you've only ever been to the one of air, and when you pass through that plane, when you're, that's where you gained your powers, right? Yeah, so basically, I was a tiefling accidentally, like, fell into an elemental air portal, and I, I was born there, and one time during a storm, uh, like, I went outside, and a bolt struck me in the heart, but I survived. But I, like, blew up half of the town when I was destroying the storm, and I, and I fell down with a big boom. Right, but that's where you gained all of your power as a sorcerer. Yeah. So you came here thinking you might get some more power by entering the elemental plane of fire, but instead you found yourself being hunted by a really nasty creature. And now you're trapped, just like Sharpcheek and Furby, in some stone labyrinth here beneath the outskirts of the 10,000 cities. So here are the things you know, and this is sort of where you are. And you can sort of pass this uh, cavern map around that sort of looks like a stomach. But uh, there's a few different entrances on here where you guys came from, and then there's a few paths that you don't yet know about. All of you know that you're at least a mile from any exit you may have entered from, probably more. You know that there is a large creature in this place that was hunting you, and that creature's general direction from your current point of view is east, it's somewhere east of you. Sharpcheek, you entered from the west. You actually tried to get back out toward the sewers when you saw this creature, figuring it would be better to take your chances with those dragonborn than it was with this creature, but there's an invisible wall of force that was blocking your treat back along that path where you entered from. Um, you first noticed this force after you caught a glimpse of that creature and attempted to turn back. Isaiah, you entered from the north, if you look on this map, right? See the north spot? Yeah. But there were a lot of different labyrinthine paths, uh, paths up there, all different crazy paths together, and you got turned around when you got attacked by Strixes, and you've been lost down here for two days in these caves. So you really don't know how to get back the way you came from. Furbald, you entered from the north as well. You did not come through a cellar in a wine, or a wine cellar like the Sorcerer of the Elements did uh, in his entrance. You came through a cave, which was near the wilderness on the outside of town, You've encountered a few unsavory things along the way, but nothing alarming until this beast, which you know is somewhere nearby because you tracked it to this point in the cave. Um, So you've come in about four miles from that cave entrance. So you all end up in this sort of large chamber from your three different paths. 
and that's where you first see each other. Hello. I'll get you. <laughs> we always just start uh, laughing at a check. <laughs> uh, let's see. Plus four. So he says, not so intimidatingly. I rolled a 17, so. <laughs> You're not intimidated. No, because he's about, what, three feet tall? Hey, I'm four foot, two I'm inches. Twice as tall as you. Well, nearly twice. Pretty close. I'm about seven and a half feet tall. That's not fair. Am I seven? Yeah, I am. If you, if you're a gnome and she's a furbolg, I think that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Because natural size. So you're in this large, cavernous room. It seems to be pretty empty. Are all of you? Uh, able to see in the dark? No. Yes. Furbolg um, is not? I am. Okay. Because I'm a chiefling. So, and I don't know, have you prepared your spells? Which spells you have prepared? No, I have not prepared my spells. I don't need to. To quote Aaron, I cannot emphasize how underprepared I am. Well, you should uh, start preparing whichever spells you would have prepared you on a monster. Huh? I have a little glowy ball in my hand so I can see. Yeah, well, you always have that. That's a cantrip. Yeah. So that's how you're seeing. That's my technical term for it, by the way, is glowy ball. Glowy ball. Yeah. So this is... So basically a flashlight. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Thank you, Zay. Making loud noises on the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Basically, um, Thank you. this chamber doesn't have anything particularly important in it, but it's a large, open place. And after kind of the tight tunnels that you've been in so far, it might be a decent place to sit down, rest, and figure out what spells you have prepared, and sort of who you guys are, and what it is you think you'd like to try and do to maybe get back out of here, or get where you were going. In some cases, Furbolg was not looking for an escape, she was actually looking for this monster. Oh, so are you guys here to find this monster too? Um, no. No, well, no. I, I got, I got, kind of got trapped down here, and I'm, I'm looking for a way out. But there's a giant monster here that's trying to. Hence my the... looking for a way out. <laughs> so, I, I so, I wonder why you, um, uh, no man, couldn't get out. Because there's a big, giant creature down here. Hmm. I wonder if there's anything else. Like, maybe some magical wall? I tried going that way, but I, I, I can't get out. I think, like, maybe if you take down that creature, then maybe the magical... And maybe it has the force that is creating that wall. Well, I'm all out of good kill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as you're sitting there kind of introducing yourselves to each other or at least figuring out why what you're spells here. You have? Yeah, or figuring out what spells I'm making you have my sandwich. How many can you prepare anyway? Nine. Oh uh, boy. I'm I'm making Let's my Let's just play some Jeopardy music for a while. So we'll just roll. I've got five nine. so far. I'm I'm just casting some out of so much that my voice is three times louder. Great. Bring it right to us when we're unprepared. <laughs> 
I mean, great. Bring it right to us when our spells are unprepared. Well, only a bad fighter's unprepared. So what you can see in this room... savagery ready. Thank you very much. I can call your face off if I want. There was the path that Josh entered from from the sewers, which is about two miles down the path blocked by an invisible wall of force. There's the path to the northwest that uh, Sorcerer of the Elements entered through, and he had sort of seen a whole lot of other branching paths up that way uh, in the past two days where he's been wandering uh, over the course of many miles. To the straight north of this stomach-shaped chamber is the uh, path that the Furbald came down that leads to a cave entrance four miles away. It sort of had some dead ends leading off of it, but that was about it. Then straight to the east, there's a path that has not been explored, and to the south, maybe southeast, there's a path that has not been explored. Yes, Sorcerer? Yeah, well, Lindsay said I have Primal Savagely ready, and and then I'm, I have a spell ready, too, that I'm good, I'll be ready to cast. Shocking Grasp. Okay. <laughs> I'm it's casting Dark Vision on myself. Okay, so now you can see without having your light out? Yes. All right. I like the dark. Are, are you ready to go then? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. Okay. As you're sitting there talking to each other about where you came from, and we sort of had this whole thing, you hear a scream. It sounds like it's not that far away, but make a perception check, please. So roll your d20 and add your perception. Uh, 22. Uh, 13. <laughs> That's a 6. Are you proficient? No. So, do you know when you are proficient? When you I have the little yeah. bubble, you get me. to add that and yeah. that. I'm not proficient, okay. and I have a minus 1 in perception. Gotcha. And what did you roll, Sorcerer? A 6. Okay, Sorcerer, you thought that scream was the gnome's stomach growling? And... Because your stomach's been no, growling I, quite a bit? No, no, I thought it was a rat squealing. <laughs> um... I know exactly Shark what it Jake, was. <laughs> you thought it sounded vaguely <laughs> like a person, but with the echoing in this chamber, you're not exactly sure from which direction. Furbald, you thought it was the scream of a woman, and you thought it was coming from the south, maybe southeastern uh, cha- uh, pathway. Let's go in the opposite direction. I whip around. Did you hear that? She's down there. He what? Oh, wait, a rat? Oh, there was a woman that screamed. No, th- no, that's a rat. Go that way. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it's a girl rat that probably just fell into the water and drowned. Come that's on. That's so kind. <laughs> Come on, let's go to the southeast so we can eat the rats. I'm going to help her. Are you coming? <laughs> and yes. I start slowly walking in that direction initially to see if they're following or not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm following really close behind her so she can't see me. <laughs> Okay. I'll try not to step on you. Well, don't walk backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna. That works for my kids. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna be sw- swimming in the water since it's a sewers. There's not any water. Oh. You're in a cavern chamber now, where the sewers had in the caverns. You didn't oh. come in through the sewer. You came in through a wine cellar, and now you've joined sort of this natural cave system. Okay. So there's no water right here. So are you all heading down toward So I pretend to that swim in invisible water. Right, I'm going to extend the map out a little bit here. 
The first thing you come to, though, is actually some rushing water. Uh, and since Swim! we are all able to see in the dark, you see it before you get all that close to it. Uh, but right here, as you pass down that tunnel a little bit further, first you hear the trickling of running water. It doesn't sound like rapids, but uh, it's a good deal of it babbling like a stream, but over a pretty smooth bed. The tunnel ends in a cliff, which goes about 25 feet down, um, and maybe there's a 12-foot gap between the two ledges. I'm going to pull a uh, what is jumping range? Your strength and feet. Yeah, you can jump your feet. You can jump like feet, feet equivalent to your strength score. I'm um, looking across and looking at a that. running start. Uh, um, I rolled a 16. Can you like pole vault to do more? That would be an acrobatics check. You might make it and you might not. Not in that 20. Uh, okay. You're looking um, where? My passive acrobatics I'm just seeing what I can see from All our right. tunnel. Zay, you have to take turns, okay? okay? I'm trying to see what she's asking about. So we came down this tunnel. There, it ends in, in a cliff, 12 feet to the other side, and also down. So I'm just looking. How far does your dark vision show you? I believe you? 60 feet, like standard dark vision. Yeah. Okay. Except it only lasts for eight hours. Okay. Um... You can see further down the path, maybe about 45 feet in, it opens into a big, uh, much larger chamber. When you look down, you can see that there is water rushing down there about 25 feet below. It looks pretty clear, and you can see sort of to the bottom, and it's sort of a natural kind of brownish mineral type stuff down there underneath the water. It looks empty, though. Okay. Yes. I rolled a 16 on my acrobatics check. To do what? Um, to pole vault over it. You're trying to pole vault across the chasm? Yeah. Do I you have a staff or something to use as a pole Yes. Vault? I switched out my orb for a staff. Okay, what's your strength? Uh, 10. Okay. You pole vault across the cavern. Come on, guys, it's easy! <laughs> Fubog, I'm pretty sure you could just jump. Yeah. Do you need any assistance getting across? Maybe a little. Uh, I got a rope. I could throw it across. I pick him up and throw him across. Do we need to pull up to the throwing table? <laughs> no, you can just roll an athletics check. <laughs> and I might try to catch him. Why is this not in alphabetical order? Because it's under which skill governs which one. Okay, so 9 plus 1 is 10 plus my little circle, and that's my proficiency bonus? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, math. 13. Thirteen. What do you weigh? Forty-three pounds. Oh okay. yeah, and I have a plus two strength stuff because I'm strong. What? I'll try plus to catch him. to carry and push stuff. So I assume if I'm throwing. I'm a hundred and two pounds more than you. I have to do this. I try to catch him. Okay, well, you can see if I make it across. You first. get thrown across the chasm, and you kind of land at about knee height. So your, your knees hit the top of the chasm, so roll a dexterity check. Oh. Uh, 17 plus 3. He's invisible now. I guess. Yeah, that's a 20 oh. then. So you just sort of grab on and squirrel your way up over the <laughs> ledge onto the other side. And I jump across. Okay, you jump across. So yeah, if you get a running start, you can jump that Yeah, far. with 12 strength, I guess. 
Okay. So you make it across. Uh, now you're standing on the far end of that ledge. In about 30 feet, you can see that it opens up into a larger cavern. Come on, let's go. You're pretty sure that's where the scream was coming from. I don't see it this time. We're making perception checks? I am. No, I mean, you You can. You can try and move further in. From where you are right now, all you can see is that there's <laughs> a bigger... It's a critical fail. Can you wait and not talk while other people are talking every time they talk? Okay. Thank you. All you can see right now is the big empty... Uh, that there's a big empty chamber. Maybe stretches out to be 130 feet wide at the far end. And sort of a funnel shape, and you're in the funnel portion, like the narrow portion. So, if we creep along, well, if I creep along this right side here, sure. Is there any like outpourings or rocks or things I can? Yeah, duck there into? are a few sort of um, stalagmites around on the ground. Not very many, um, but there are some little out- alcoves in the walls too. When you look up, you can actually see that there are a ton of stalactites hanging from the ceiling, but there's not that many on the ground. How tall is it in here? It's maybe 50 feet up in the middle and not nearly as tall around the edges. It, it you know, shrinks down into a place where maybe only uh, sharp cheek to, could go, and you could actually maybe get some cover from stalactites. Yeah, I was going to go into one of those little outcroppings. Okay. Not, uh, the ones... That, uh, Type You're trying to be stealthy? Yeah. Alright, roll a stealth check. Is that a six or a nine? The dots are on the bottom of the number, so that's a six. Plus nine stealth is fifteen. Okay, so you're still fairly stealthy, and you sneak sort of behind some of these stalagmites and over into an alcove and get a better look at the room. You can see in the middle of the room it looks like a a human humanoid-type creature sort of in the middle laying there on the ground. And you can see that at the end of this room where the funnel ends, it doesn't look like the chamber has a wall. It looks like it's more of like a cliff. Okay. Yes, sorcerer? I rolled a one on my perception check. Okay. You don't see anything. I see... <laughs> oh, no! It's Joshua and This looks like a room. I think I'm back home. I'm going to sneak up behind where he's going. Okay, roll a stealth check. Again, where is this? Under dexterity. Eight. (laughs) (laughs) So, following in your footsteps, Sharp Cheek comes the furball lumbering along, kicking rocks, and absentmindedly humming to herself. Could you stop? I rolled a what? critical huh? fail again. Stop? And I'm yelling, yay, this is so fun, I'm so sneaky. You rolled a one on your stealth Yes. <laughs> you knocked into a stalagmite and knocked it off, and it crumbled onto the ground in a big crash. So you definitely know as that echoes up the other chambers on the gnome face palms <laughs> that... If there's something in any of the other chambers, they've probably been able to hear you as well. <laughs> uh, from where you are, Furball, you can see the humanoid laying in the floor now, too. And I was going to do a perception check to see if anything was coming, but then I rolled a one. <laughs> We're having good dice rolls right now. Yes. I was pointing at the Furball. She did it! <laughs> um, from where you are, you can see it looks like, again, 
uh, a woman laying on the ground in the middle of the chamber. I'll actually try to look. Is it perception or investigation? Are you going over, or are you looking from the funnel where you were, where you broke that stalagmite? Uh, well, I was. Okay, you can roll perception. <laughs> That's much better. Seven. Okay, you can just tell it's a person. Loot the body. Gonna walk over? Yeah. Okay, when you get over there, you can see that it looks like it's the corpse of a young woman um, laying next to sort of a small stone. A woman rat. I'm going to go up and see if she is still alive and may need healing or something. Okay, roll an investigation check, please. Okay, she is beyond dead, and with that check you can see sort of how she was killed. She weighs almost nothing when you go to pick her up, and it appears that her organs have been sucked out. Um, Looks like through her mouth. There's no lacerations or anything on her. Um, But she's basically just a husk. Her bones are still there, but sort of her organs and even some of her muscle tissue has been ripped out that way. Um, she has a short bow uh, and some some arrows, and she's very dead. Um, I'm very disturbed now. Uh, anything else? Um, you can roll an investigation check. Oh, sure. Much better. That is... This is having a proficiency. That's an 11. Okay. You just know she's dead. <laughs> And you see she has a short bow and arrows. Okay. I'm doing per- rolling perception to see if I see any signs around, and I just rolled a, an 11. Okay, that would be like tracking probably myself. survival. If you're oh, okay. For that. In that case, 15, 18. You see that there are some, like, slither marks in the ground, but none of them look to particularly lead toward this... Um, toward this corpse. So as you look at the ground around the corpse, you don't see any prints at all other than your own, but you see some slither prints around, like, the chamber in general, and they all tend to lead... They start in the middle of the chamber or in different places in the middle of the chamber, and they all seem to lead toward the walls. I'm looking up now. Okay, make a new perception check, please. Me too. You're looking up too? Crit! Crit? You swear you see one of the stalactites move and show its show teeth out of it before it quickly closes its mouth back. I rolled a 17. I think it's a Ropu or a Pusho. Actually, it's a Pusho. It's got to be a Pusho. I rolled a 17. Do I see anything suspect up there? You thought maybe you saw one of the stalactites wiggle. I thought I saw something. I thought I saw something wiggle up there. Come on, come on, let's get ready to fight. Mo doesn't know, and I can. Can we get a supplies round, maybe? What are you doing? Um, attacking. What? The the stalagmite that moved. The stalactite. Yeah. Okay, uh, go mm. ahead. Make All an right. attack against the stalactite. Oh, still hiding, by the way. You're gonna be in the alcove still. It's got to be weak against thunder, so I'm going to do thunderclap. All right, thunderclap. Is that an attack roll or a saving throw? Uh, 
It must make a constitution save. Is that an area or one? Um, 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 five feet. Okay. Nope. It's a uh, four. <laughs> My save. Do I need to do a Sixteen. No, it's only five feet. All right, so it takes. Ooh, six thunder damage. Okay. Plus any vulnerabilities, resistances, or immunities. Can I have some paper? Okay. I'm pretty sure it's a piercer. I don't have my folder. So you hit a stalactite with this thunder. Ooh, and like every other stalactite and stalagmite is destroyed. No, not exactly. Well, some around it. So you hit this one thing that you thought you saw a mouth on, and when you hit it with thunder, it wriggles around up toward the ceiling more, and you see basically all the stalactites in the chamber start wriggling as well. And we're going to roll initiative now. Okay. I'm backing up towards the entrance. So you roll a d20, and you add your um, initiative 16. bonus. 16. got 16. 18. 8. Okay. What did you have, Sorcerer? 16. And Furby. Alright, Josh, you would be up first, but if you're still hiding, it's up to you exactly what you want to do. Uh, I want to stay hidden, because I don't know exactly coming out yet. You can hold what you can do. One of the things you can do is hold your turn, and any time during the round, you can jump in and okay. do whatever you yeah, like. Yeah, that's what I want to do. And you won't Ooh. lose your turn unless it comes back around to you again. You can't, like, stack up turns. Gotcha. Alright, Sorcerer, it would be up to you next. Alright. I'm gonna go ahead and do another Thunderclap. They have to make safe. Against what? Uh. So you've got... It's there's probably 20 of them around in the top of this chamber. Uh, are they near each other? No, it's a... I mean, the chamber's 100 and something feet wide by maybe 150 feet long and there's 20 of them kind of scattered all around. Okay. So, I'm going to target the one I already hit. And it has to make a save. Okay. Constitution. That's an 8. Alright, that'll fail. So they take... He takes 500 damage. Okay. You watch as the piercer that you hit falls down off the ceiling and smashes into the ground and it instead of shattering it kind of makes a squishy noise and you see like this <laughs> icker kind of ooze out of it all right i need everybody to roll actually d100 right now oh d100 mm-hmm. i got sort of a weird system here oh roll the d100 and the the d10 that's and so that six the, the number and that's a zero. I got a six. So that's whatever number I roll on this. No, wait, that's a hundred. That's what I got. Yeah, so you rolled a one? No, I rolled a seven. Oh, a seven? I, I guess I could borrow a d100 because it's That's tough. what I rolled. <laughs> it's well, that's tough. a ten. So you, you got a ten. I'll just borrow a d100. Just roll your other dice again. That's 60 and roll the ten again. I had an 06. That's a six for the 60. Now roll the second number, the second digit. Uh, six. 66. Ooh. Okay, each of you uh, just have one piercer drop right on top of you uh, where you're standing, 
and try to make an attack against you. So they kind of swing themselves a little bit to get some momentum and go toward you. You can, Achilles, since you haven't moved yet, I'm going to say they haven't spotted you because your stealth check was good, but the other two of you are being attacked by a piercer. So the first one at the sorcerer, that's a 21. That'll hit! Okay. So the piercer does this little... And what the piercers are, they're these things that look like stalactites, and they yeah. have one big eye and one you know, mouth with really sharp teeth. And they're kind of wormish, but they blend in to the uh, cave system. So he kind of does this little thing to get some momentum going and does this swing and goes out and smashes into the Sorcerer of the Elements for six uh, piercing damage. Yep, we might as well call piercers. The other one was right above the Furbolg's head and makes a swing, or kind of crashes down on top of her, and that's a 16 against your AC. Yeah. Okay. So this thing comes down and crashes into you for two damage, and is sitting down uh, kind of next to your feet. All right, it would be Furball's turn at this, this time. Uh, can I make a survival check against them to see what I know about them, or whatever check? Nature check, sure. And if I have that, then it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. There were stalactites. Okay. <laughs> okay. My, is that my action? No. Okay, good. I'm going to pull out my angry claws and slash at them. The one that just fell yes. and hit you and is now right next to you? Yes. Okay, do that. The primal savagery. Okay, 17 plus whatever I add to it. That hits. Because I don't know what I add to it. Do I add my spell attack bonus to it? Not to the damage, no. Okay, five. Okay, so you, your claws, as this thing hits you and kind of just bounces off because of how big you are. Wait a second, I forgot that. You cannot interrupt us. You can't get any kind of momentum going. Try to describe what happens and stuff, you know? What? What did you forget? I forgot that. My thunderclap actually does 2d6. Well, he's dead, so he's dead. Okay? Well, well, because that I had to shoot five rounds and I had my turn. Well, next time you'll roll the right dice, right? Okay. So, this thing had fallen down off the ceiling. It kind of bounced off your shoulder squishily, but it didn't get a chance to really bite you. And it, you pulled out these kind of acid-covered claws, jumped out of your fingers, almost Wolverine or Sabretooth style, and you slashed against this thing, uh, and it's got now this ooze leaking out of its side. It's starting to uh, crawl uh, away from you, but it hasn't really... It's just starting to turn right now. Okay. All right? And it would be back around to you, Josh. I'm not in any danger. Why would I do anything? <laughs> So you're just camping out in the little alcove for now. Oh, idiot. Okay. Got no reason to do anything. Sorcerer. Don't know these people. You've got one piercer right up against you who had just crashed into you, and you still see a bunch of them hanging from the ceiling. I'm pretty sure they're almost not metal, right? Metal, no. They're After okay. you saw it squish into the ground, you know it was sort of like a slug or a worm. All right, so I'm going to do shocking grasp against it. The one right next to you? Yeah. Okay. 
Is that a attack roll? Yes. Okay, make an attack roll. Plus eight to hit. That's a sixteen. That hits. All right, and that will do five lightning damage. All right, so this thing that crashed down into you and tried to get a little bit of a bite, now you reach out back toward it and just grab it with one of your hands and send this bolt of electricity through it, and you watch it kind of convulse on the ground a little bit. Um, and how much damage was that? Um, five. Okay. Because it does 2d8. Those uh, piercers are back up. Again, you see some of them on the ceiling start crawling toward uh, closer, toward Sorcerer and toward Furby, but they're moving very slowly as they do. Come on! The two that are on the ground kind of... Uh, Try and take bites at you, and then turn are going to try and turn around and run. Do they see how those bites go? So the one against the sorcerer is a seventeen. That will hit. That's four damage. Ow. The one against the furball is a six. I'm going to guess that misses. Mm-hmm. So the one who takes a bite out of the sorcerer kind of still sits there. The one who was who missed the furball kind of dives past you and starts inching away toward the wall. Which way? Toward me or away from me? Or? This one would be going uh, probably toward the other side of the chamber. Okay. That's where the wall's probably closest to it right now. Okay. Where this little thing sticks out. Whose turn is it? Um, it will be Furby's turn. Do a thunder wave. I don't have that prepared. Don't. Well, maybe something... There, you're always preparing. Just go. <laughs> maybe something that's in, like, a cube or something. How many creatures are around? Like, there are... Right where I am. Right where you are, there's just the one on the ground. The closest ones above you on the ceiling are maybe 25 feet away. You saw... One that had moved, he was 30 feet away or so last turn, and now he's about 25 feet away. He didn't move that far. Okay. I guess I'll do Primal Savagery again. At the one near you? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember. I think you add your spell attack to that, unless it says differently on the spell card. Okay, then that is 16. That hits. Eight. You reach out with your claws again as this thing is sort of turned away from you and uh, slash it and you see more of that nasty ooze leak out. And when this much leaks out, you can get a whiff of really how bad it smells. It's kind of like this rancid, horrible smell. Ugh. Okay, it's back around to Josh. Or, or Sharp Beak. Sharp Cheek. <laughs> I guess I can take a pot shot at a couple ones that are hanging from the ceiling. Okay. You're going to try to hit one. There's a few that are... One closest to me, sort of in the back of all the moving. Gotcha. You're going to throw something, or you got a I got a short bow. Okay. You would get a sneak attack on this, because you're still hidden if you hit. Okay, and that's against my dexterity, right? Yeah, and are you proficient with short bows? Yes, I have a plus six attack. Bonus on it. Yep. So you roll d20 and add that. 16 
plus six. Twenty-two. Yeah, that's definitely gonna hit. So one uh, d six plus three. So that's eight. eight. Plus you get to do sneak attack damage. Mm, what's that? One d six. Three d six. Three d six. So you get that's eight right, yes. plus your three d six. Uh, Eleven, fourteen. That's twenty-two total. So you one of those ones that's close to you. You just shoot that. Pull back your short bow. Shoot it straight through, right between where his mouth and his eye is, and it comes out the other side. And you watch him just splat on the ground into a bunch of ichor, and he is dead. Sorcerer, it's back around to you. You've got one who just bit you, who's still right next to you, and uh, you've got one maybe twenty feet above you on the ceiling. Hmm. I'm gonna do a sucking grasp against it. The one right next to you still. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a 24. Yes, definitely hits. And so you just grab a hold of him again and send electricity through him. Six damage. You watch him convulse and kind of bite down on his, uh, his teeth real tight, but he's still wriggling around on the ground. He swings right back around at you to try and give you a bite, and that's a six, so what? I think that misses. Yeah! Okay. Yes, sucker! The other piercer that's on the ground near the furball inches away, another five feet or so, trying to go back toward the wall. And when a creature is within five feet of you and moves, you can use your reaction if you want to make an opportunity attack. Oh, yeah. It has to be a, a melee attack. Okay. Okay. You can do that if you'd like. Okay. What are you attacking with? My angry claws. I rolled two. Okay. Plus seven to nine. So he's way low to the ground, and you're really tall, and he's inching away. It's just out of your reach. Like you probably reach out and stick your foot out and kick him a little bit as you go to grab him, and he just you inch him out of the way with your foot. Um, the piercers on the ceiling, the one who's about twenty five feet away, inches to be about twenty, and there's another. They all are now starting to move toward you and the sorcerer in the middle of the room, some further away than others. Just killing us. And uh, it's back around to you for your normal turn, Furby. You only used your reaction for that attack. You still have your action, a bonus action, or whatever. I guess I'll angry claws in again. The one fleeing? Yeah. Okay. I see that one. Mm-hmm. That's a one. Yeah, you definitely stretch out and give him that treatment again of trying to reach down and grab him with your claws, and you kick him, and this time you kick him straight across the room, and he's almost back to the wall now. He's about 20 feet away, <laughs> but basically unhurt by that. Okay. Josh, roll a new stealth check now that you made an attack. 18 plus 9. You're still way hidden in that corner. It doesn't seem like anything's inching toward you. It, it is your turn. Uh, same thing. Going to try another one? Yeah. All right. I can't. 9, nine plus 9 plus 6. That's 15. 15. That hits. So you pull the bow back, smack into another guy. Gonna two. say you're still sneaked. Two plus. What's your attack bonus? Oh, um, three. Or damage bonus? Uh, plus three, yeah. So three that's six. five. Oh, yeah, five. Five. That's right. Plus your 3d6. Six, 11, 13. 13. All right, this time um, you shoot into one of them. It doesn't quite kill him, but you watch a big gush of ichor start pouring out of him onto the floor. Ew. Okay, and he's turning around and sort of starting to crawl toward you now. 
Um, it's back around to the Sorcerer of the Elements. Okay, so that guy's still alive. I'm going to do another Shocking Grasp. Okay. With a 14. That does not hit. So you Ooh. kind of grab onto him and he slips kind of out of your hands with all that icker that's on him and kind of greased him up. Um, he turns around and tries to bite you again. And that's a 16. That'll hit. Okay, he does five damage as he takes a bite of your hand that you reached out to grasp him with. The one who, Ow. the furball... Like, how much damage? Five. Okay. The one that the furball was fighting actually gets back to the wall and starts crawling up the side of the wall over there. But the, the two who have gotten to within about 20 feet of the Sorcerer of the Elements and the Furball start doing their swinging thing again, and they each take a dive at the two of you trying to hit you from above. And the one rolls a critical miss trying to hit the Furball and just smashes into the ground and splatters it. Um, he, takes, he takes two damage as he smashes into the ground. The one for the Sorcerer had a... I don't know. I think I... That's a 21 to hit. <laughs> and hits you for 6 damage. Come on! So he comes down off the ceiling with that little swinging motion and just pummels into the side of you. He's sitting down next to you now. I have hated the elemental plant of force, but this... <laughs> Furball gets back to you. You've got the one that just crashed down from the ceiling. You've got another three that are maybe 30 feet away from you coming in your direction and is about five feet around uh, trying to get close to you. But they're all 30 feet away. Yeah, kind of closing in on you. I think that's still out of range of the fairy fire. Because that says 20 foot cube. What are you doing? I'm thinking... <clears throat> You're seeing these things are really starting to, like, converge over top of you and the sorcerer. We're pretty close together in the middle of the room, except for the one that's heading for Sharp Cheek. But they're not, they're not real fast. I know. Well, I guess. I guess there's a bunch of them left, right? Mm-hmm. I guess I'll do Flame Blade. Ooh. Okay. I summon a blade of fire now and it does lots of damage when I slash and if I open my hand it disappears but if I pull it out again mentally then it's there for the next 10 minutes. So I think it's pretty cool. Holy crap! <laughs> so you light up this whole room when you pull out that flame blade and you can sort of see it flickering across all of these nasty grub looking things crawling across the ceiling toward you. Um, when you do that can you make a perception check before you do your attack? I don't see whatever it is okay. that I'm not seeing. Now you can do your attack. <laughs> Alright, 19. Well, at least you used it up on the perception check, so you hit this guy with your flaming blade. 8, 5, 13. 13 damage? Yep. So when you slice into this guy with your flaming sword, you kind of hear this sizzling noise, and he kind of goes, ah! sound of this thing, and... Um, he doesn't look too happy about that. Josh? If he's speaking or, I gotta too long, say I your character, I guess. Sharkcheek, who I'm going to call Sharkbeak about 85 times. Uh, you're still sort of in that alcove. This guy 
who you hit definitely sees you now and is sort of yeah, inchworming his way across the ceiling <laughs> toward you. Yeah, I want to take the guy out. Seven plus six, thirteen. Now you pull back on your bow and kind of arc an arrow through the cavern, and he, he just kind of out of the way, and it hits into the top of the ceiling. Sorcerer of the Elements, you've got Something one glass. right in front of you who just fell on you and the one who's been biting you. Which one? Don't matter, does it? Nope. <laughs> you reach out to try and get him, and, and you can't. Now you've got these two these two guys who are right next to you who are both going to try and bite you. I got a 12 and a 22. Um, they both hit. The 12 hits? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see 12. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, so they reach out, bite you, and deal 10 damage. They sink their teeth into your legs. The piercer that fell Get down, that got hit with the flame blade, is turning around to run. Okay. Um, so I'll... In my opportunity, can I do my yeah. blade thing on him? Um, if it's a melee attack, it counts as a weapon attack when you do that, I guess. I or? think it's a melee spell attack. Yeah. You can't do a melee spell attack. You can only do a melee weapon attack with your reaction. But it's a magic weapon. Yeah, but if it counts as a spell attack, you not you can't use that. Okay, I guess I'll do primal savagery then on him. Okay, the, but... Isn't that a spell attack? Yes! It's can my I... teeth or claws, my fingernails. I think you can use your staff. Okay, fine, it is a magic spell attack. Alright, so you take, as he starts to run away, you slashed him with this blade on the last turn, and you sort of heard this sizzling, nasty noise, and it screeched, and he turned around to run, and you get a shot at trying to poke him with your staff before he leaves, so go for it. Okay. Okay, that's a 17. You poke him. 20. And <laughs> too many dice. <laughs> too many dice. Well, I think it's a twenty-one. Hmm. We'll pretend that I had and I let go of the blade, pulled my staff out, and okay, yeah, you can do that with that blade because it's magic. Two plus really tiny handwriting. Three. All right. So you s- basically slap that piercer with or poke it with the stick, and it goes through onto the ground, and he keeps pulling, but you've got him pinned to the ground, and when he does, he just opens in the back and all his guts spill out on around your feet. So now your boots are going to stink, but he's dead. My boots are blinding stench. <laughs> They're bound to you. Yes. Alright. Now it's actually your turn. That was just your reaction. So the, the one left and started crawling back up, and you killed the other one, so there are none around you now, but there are three who inched sort of closer. They're like 25 feet away up on the ceiling. Since I'm really tall, can I reach them with... With the sword? No, with like my spell. Because it has a 20-foot cube thing. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of reach your arms out and get... You could probably hit all three of them right now. Okay. With like fairy fire? If it's a 25-foot cube. It says 23... I think it should you be could hit, at least. You could 17. hit two of them with that. Okay, I'll cast fairy fire Jump on them. In the air and hit them. Well, yes, I mean I they're know. too far from each other, not from her. 
I'll do a fun aerial kick and kick one leg out that way and one hand that way, and then I can reach them all because I'm really tall. Okay, so I'm just hitting two. <laughs> Fairy fire, they now glow. Oh, wait, I can't because I have to well, choose between my flame blade and fairy fire. Oh, yeah, that's concentration. Yeah, I don't see any bunny ears on the table for me to concentrate with. So you're not going to do that. What are you going to do? And you guys haven't moved. I mean, like on your turns, you can you can attack. You can take an action, which is usually an attack. You can take a bonus action, which some of your abilities tell you that you can do a bonus action with them. And you can move. Remember, you can move up to your speed on each turn. Is there a spot that's within range where there's more multiple? There's elements? the two of them that are attacking. Oh, that's true. The sorcerer of the elements, and they're only ten feet or so away from you, and he's he's been taking it pretty bad. He looks like he's almost down on a knee. Yeah. They've been biting into his legs pretty good. He's bleeding through his pants. I'll run over there and cure wounds him. Okay. Poof. Oh, wait, that's... Did he wear the red pants? <laughs> I don't know. What color are your pants? Um, blonde. I don't <laughs> Better. blonde. Good. Uh, six healing. Six healing. Since doubles my current hit this points. is not my ranger, and I can't say poof for that, then I'll say it's foop. Foop. <laughs> foop. Foop. You gain six health. You feel one of those wounds on your leg start to close up, but you still feel pretty bad. Yeah. It's back around to Sharp Cheek. Because that guy is maybe 15 feet from you now, and she told you. Okay. 13 plus 6, 19. He's, so you pull back again. Send this one through, hit him in the top, he falls to the ground, it's black. Okay, that works. He's pretty much dead. Alright, uh, Sorcerer, it's back to you. You've got those two guys right around here. Talking glass. So, hold on, real quick. I do have uh, Cunning Action, which allows me to have a bonus action during my turn, and Mm -hmm. I want to use the Hide Action. Okay, you're going to hide back where you are? Yes. Uh, Roll a new Stealth Check before your turn ends then. 17 plus 9. You feel like none of them saw you as you ducked back around the corner. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 23. What are you doing with it? Uh, sucking glass. Oh, gotcha. Uh, 8 lightning damage. 8? Yeah, to the guy on the floor. Okay. One of the ones who was on your leg, you just reach down while he's still by your knee and grab him by the head and shock him, and he just falls flat onto the ground and doesn't seem to move anymore after he's done twitching. Killed him! Right? Yeah. There's still one of those piercers who was nearby to you um, on the ground, and he tries to bite out at you and, and misses, just goes right below your feet. That was a five. And you see the other ones on the ceiling inching, but kind of furball moved a little bit, so they're now further away from uh, Furby. So they're maybe 35 feet from you. And there's two sorcerer who are about 25 feet from you now. Okay? Okay. Do you want to move or anything like that on your turn? No, I'm going to stay where I am. going to stay where you are? All right, it's back to the Furbolg. you got one right next to you who's been attacking the uh, um, sorcerer, and you've got some 25 feet away from you and him now on the ceiling, some 35 feet away that were inching up on you before. How's the one that's next to him looking? That one has not been hit. Since it fell down and it fell on him, it doesn't look like it's been hurt. Okay, I'll evoke Flame Blade again and okay. attack him. 
18 plus stuff. Yeah, that hits plus stuff. Thank you. <laughs> you streak out with the flame blade again and sl slash into this guy on the ground who's trying to bite the sorcerer and missed. 11. And you watch him kind of get that flame cut through and sizzle and cauterize back before all his junk comes out. Um, and he's still sort of there. But you can see he looks like he might be trying to turn around. It's back to Sharp Cheek, who's hidden again. He's not turning yet? Nope, it's not uh, his so, turn. Alright. Is there one close enough for me to actually shoot at? How, what's your range? 80, so, so no 320. Idea. On a short bow? Yeah. I didn't write it down. It's 80 through 320. He's probably right. I, there's definitely one in 80 feet. All right, well, yeah, let's take a shot at him. Then. Yeah, the longbow is actually 150 through 600. 12 plus not, uh, 6, 18. Yeah, that definitely hits. So there's one of those ones, I'll say, that was heading toward the fur bulb mm -hmm. um, that you hit with the bow. Uh, 5 plus 3. That's 8, and you get sneak attack. Yeah. 6, 7, 8, 9. So that's no, eight, sorry, 17 eight. total. Okay, so you hit this guy, again, knock this little tiny short bow back, dip out from behind the alcove that you're in, let it loose, hits him, looks like he's still alive and screaming as he falls through the air, but when he hits the ground, he just splats. <laughs> Watch, he is uh, no more. Do you want to do anything else with your movement or anything? Um... No, I'm good. Okay. Sorcerer, the ones right next to you, it just got slashed with the flame blade, and you've got them on the ceiling, two of them about 25 feet from you, and two of them, or three, two of them now, because one of them splatted to the ground, um, about 35 feet away. Okay, it's 35 feet. Look at my spells. Um, I'll, I'll do firebolt at one. Have the one near you or one on the ceiling? Um, wait a second. The one on the ground still there? Yes. It got hit with the flame blade, but it didn't die. Oh, I fucking grasp. Okay. That's a 12. That does not hit. So I'm going to say, because it's their turn next, he turns around and starts inching away from the two of you, and you just miss. But you would each have a shot at him with an opportunity attack, if you'd like. Um, you yeah. like? Yep, melee, we melee weapon attack. All right, I'm going to do my staff with two hands. Okay. Because I'm holding with two hands anyways. So you try to club them with your staff. That is... I forgot to write down the bonus. What's your okay. strength? Uh, okay, that is a finesse. Mm. It's called your staff. I don't know. Why, is your dex better? Um, Yes. You can look, and we'll do the Furball's attack first. Okay. So I cannot cast Flame Blade on him. No. Five. Okay, you just club next to him on the ground as he's starting to inch away from you, and he gets about five feet away. The two... We'll come back to the Sorcerer's Opportunity attack. The two that were about 25 feet away from the two of you, inch five feet closer, do that... Uh, momentum move and go flying off the ceiling toward you. Okay. Is it finesse? No. What was your total then? Uh, 15. That did not hit. The two of you just hit on both sides of this thing with your staff, and he just goes, <laughs> and he keeps inching away. <laughs> 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 
that's against the Furbolg, a 9 to hit. Nope. And a 13 against the Sorcerer. A 13, that's a miss. I mean, hit. A hit. I thought it was. That's 7 damage as it crashes down from the ceiling and hits you. The other one crashes down next to the Furbolg, and you can see that... Um, that hurt him just the slightest bit, falling down and missing. And it's back to Josh, sharp cheek. Uh, is anyone still on the ceiling, or are they all on the floor now? There's still 11 of them up on the ceiling. The chamber had a ton of these things in it. Good gracious. Then I guess the same thing. <laughs> do I need to do a skill you, check first? No, you. the only one who saw you was the one that okay. died. So you can reach Wait, like, any of the, the ones... Hmm? What was the damage that they dealt? A seven. You can reach any of the ones that are on the ground right now Mm -hmm. around them. There's one that's retreating. There's one that just missed the furball, and there's one that hit the sorcerer. Where you could reach, there's about three of them on the ceiling that are within range. Let's hit one on the ceiling. Okay. Four plus nine, 13. No, it zips by. Um, Let me see doesn't seem to get its attention. It's still crawling in the other direction. Sorcerer. Alright, so uh, is it within five feet? The one moved five feet away from you. Alright, so... And the other one landed right next to you. One's running away. How uh, much away is it? One is right next to you. It landed and hit you from the ceiling. And the one that ran away ran about five feet away from you. Alright, I'm doing shocking grasp against it and roll to 20. Which one? The one fleeing or the one uh, the that one just hit like, you? The one right next to you. To me. Okay. Alright, and I'll do... That's 7 lightning damage. Okay, you watch him convulse just the slightest bit and reach out and try and take a bite at you. That's a 20. That's a hit. That's six six damage. Oh, I'm unconscious. Okay, so he takes a bite into you, and all this blood that's been pouring out of your legs has made you feel faint, and you crash down into the ground. It looks like he wants to eat you. 